Hey, teacher friend, I am not going to sugarcoat this today. This is a deep one. I have to break out of my shell. I've been praying, God, please help me to no longer be a scaredy cat. Please let me just tackle the truth. Please help me to help set these teachers free. And that's what it's about. That's what Teacher Let Your Light Shine is about. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to set the captives free. I realize that there are teachers who are happy where they are. There are. They teach pre-K. They teach ninth grade. They teach fourth grade. They teach college. Whatever it is, I understand that there are people teaching who are content. They're happy. Thumbs up. Praise God. But I also know that there is a massive amount of teachers who are crying out for help. There are parents who are frustrated. There are children who are anxious and there is a system that is so broken and we need to figure out who's going to fix it and how. If you were to Google test prep, teachers, unrealistic expectations, politics, you're going to literally put your head in your hands and just start rubbing your head. I'm serious. It is overwhelming. And we just keep setting in it. It's like this big elephant in the room that everyone talks about, that everyone's frustrated with, and yet we just go, it is what it is, and keep moving on. I have spoken to so many teachers this week who said, if I could quit teaching, I would. Not because I don't love the children, but because of the stinking things that we're asked to do. The pressure. And we're not talking about even teachers who are teaching in grades with standardized tests. We're talking about kindergarten teachers, first grade teachers. Once you get into the older grades and you have the state testing, there are some teachers who won't even go there. They're like, no way am I going to teach that grade. But even so, many teachers are teaching the younger children and thinking, I'm about to bang my head up against a wall. Why am I asking them to do this? Asking our students, what's the purpose of this activity? Why are you doing this? Are we interrogating? And guess what? I was a part of it. I'm not pointing fingers because I was a part of it. God help me, forgive me, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Oh boy. So yes, today we're going to tackle this beast here. And this isn't going to be a heavy where you walk away just mad, frustrated, throw your hands up in the air. I pray that you find some peace here and that you start to see you don't have to stay here. And if you're happy and you're content, we love you. But if you are searching for something else, you need to take this seriously. If you are constantly, chronically depressed, overwhelmed, overworked, angry, you need to listen up because today's episode is here to help you Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. 
I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Ay, 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 Lord, help me. I never want to come across as bashing anyone or anything anywhere. I, I really don't. I am grateful for where I've come from because I am who I am because of the amazing people that God has put in my path. I'm thankful for the administrators. I'm thankful for the teachers. I'm, this is not a bash session. This is, let's get the cat out of the bag and let's figure out how we're going to fix this. Or are we going to continue to be a part of the problem? I spent the last couple years of my teaching putting on, as an instructional coach, we would put on little pep rallies for the kids to do really great on this state assessment or do really great on those measurement tests that we would give on the computer. And if you did really good or if you grew, you got to spin the wheel because guess what? We were so excited about your growth. If you didn't grow or you didn't show it on the computer, then our school is going to be put on this big screen and compared to all the other schools. And yes, that was me. I was a part of that. I used to sit across the table from teachers during data meetings and I would hear them say, I just can't understand why I have to wait for this child to show that they're failing for the next six weeks in order for them to get the help that they need. This is the reason why I truly decided to leave because I wasn't really fixing anything. I was covering everything up with a band-aid, just kind of like we're supposed to do because we don't know what else to do. And I'm here to say that I understand that measurement matters. Okay. Yes. And even in my little micro school, dream school, I absolutely assess my students in fluency and I give them assessments to see if they are on target and on track. But I certainly do not create lesson plans centered around assessments. I no longer have the panic attacks that I used to have waking up in the middle of the night. So afraid that if I didn't do XYZ, if I didn't do that test prep, if I didn't do the 40 days until FSA, oh my goodness, if I didn't show that PowerPoint about how to answer the questions, my evaluation is going to be determined on my test scores, my maybe annual raise, bonuses. Even teachers are afraid that their contracts aren't going to be renewed because of their test scores. Now, let me just say this. My husband worked for AT&T. He worked for Liberty Mutual. He doesn't work in those places anymore. He loves what he's doing now. He helps people. He has a painting business and he works with a roofing company. So he knows all about the measurement and the numbers. And the reason why I share that with you is because that's the type of profession that looks at numbers and data and determines bonuses and salaries and It's a lot more if you hit those numbers in those types of professions whenever you're a teacher, right? You hit those numbers and you make the company look great. Woo-wee, you're talking thousands of dollars in bonuses. Yet, when we go to impact a life, and if we don't show that these children's test scores are at a certain level, then we might lose our job. 
let's not consider the fact that little Tommy may be struggling with his parents getting divorced. Or maybe little Julie has been anxious for the past several months because she's scared to death she's not going to pass the test and she's going to get held back in third grade. This is the reason teachers are dissatisfied. Not the only reason, but this isn't learning. This isn't teaching. What brought us to education is the passion to make a difference. And now it's starting to be at a cost. This is conforming. This is fear. This is being a slave chained to the system with no choices. And I have regrets. I have regrets of being frantic, running around at a frantic pace all year long, no matter what grade I taught, thinking, okay, this might be on the test. This might be on the test. Oh gosh, okay, mandatory retention. And then you're completely dismayed when you see students either gaining an achievement level on a computer test or on a standardized test, and you're thinking, wait a minute, I know that they have been really struggling this year. Or you see a student that is an awesome, smart, got it going on kid, and then they bomb something. And you're thinking, what is going on? And, you know, that happens as we learn, right? That happens in education. We see it's an ebb and flow. You know, we're not going to master everything at the same time as everybody else. But my goodness gracious, when the emphasis is on performance rather than relationships, we got it twisted. We've got it twisted. That is not what mankind was created for. Now, again, I understand that we're going to have to take tests in life. You know that. I know that. I had a test in order to get my master's degree or to get a higher pay level whenever I got my master's degree or to get into college. I understand that. I'm talking about the constant data collection, the constant formative assessments that are supposed to inform us, but really are holding us hostage. Again, I believe in formatively assessing children to make sure that they are making gains, that they are making progress, but not to where it's holding us down and not being able to teach with exploration and integrity and joy. This high stakes test, and it's it's one glimpse, right? And that's just one example. And I look at my life and I think, my God, I was even traumatized feeling as if whenever I started even my own little dream school thinking, okay, what if somebody walks in here? Are all students fully engaged? Is everybody on task? In my own home, in my own home, I, I feel like I've been completely brainwashed that God forbid anybody just drop a pencil for a minute to get something done that everybody's engaged on task, knows their learning goals at all the centers. Oh my goodness, what have I what have I been a part of? It's bad part is that I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it when I was in there. Like I kind of had a perception. I was dissatisfied. I didn't like it, but I thought, well, it is what it is, and this is the way it's gonna be. And if you want to be in education, you gotta do it like this. And that's the farthest thing from the truth, to be honest with you. But nobody's gonna tell you that there are other options because typically you need to just zip your lips. Stay where you're at, do what you're supposed to do, because we don't want you to know that you have other options. Teachers, you got to open up your ears. You got to see that this does not have to be like this. Education, teaching, and learning does not have to be like this. You do not have to walk around dissatisfied and think, but it's not really enough to leave. It's not enough to quit, but it's okay. I'll continue to sacrifice my sanity, my salary 
my love, my passion for teaching, my heart, my soul. We got to wake up. Yes, some stress can be motivational. It is healthy. It can help you to take action, but not stress that is chronically making you sick, worried, or angry. Relationships matter. And you might hear teachers say, I'm going to stop worrying about teaching to the test. I'm going to stop. You know what? We all say that. But it's always lurking in the back of our minds. Don't, don't, don't let loose too much. Keep a tight grip on it. Don't have too much fun. And you wrestle and you play tug of war and you're constantly wondering, am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Am I not doing it right? And we all know the research has proven relationships matter. My daughter, she was homeschooled last year in seventh grade, but she went back to public school this year. It's a whole thing that, you know, maybe on another topic episode, I can talk about this. And she went back because, you know, I have the school at my house full of younger children and she needs to be around peers her age. Unfortunately, I do not have access to a middle school where it's kind of like this little dream school. It doesn't matter. I mean, even if you put your children into private school, A, it's super costly. B, there's not much of a difference when you really get into it and you see what they do compared to what happens in public school. I'm just going to be honest with you. Talk to people about it. And if you're talking to parents, they probably just don't realize that there is a lot of similarity between the public school and private school, but parents are having to pay a lot more for privacy. I'm not saying that they're the same. I'm saying that they have a lot of similarities, but she goes to school and this happened before I homeschooled her and it's happening after where she's like, I don't have a relationship with any of my teachers. They teach, I go to the next class. They teach, I go to the next class. That hurts me to the core, especially because I know how important relationships are. I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you know how important it is. And yet, how many times have we been subjected to the system to be so consumed with pressure, with grades, with assessments, with scores, that we've lost sight of what really matters? And the truth is, is we don't know how to get out of it because we we know that relationships are important. We know that talking to kids and getting to know them is what's really going to lead them to high achievement high engagement. And yet we're strapped with this being said, we could go on and on about the unrealistic expectations, the lack of relationships, the assessing, the teaching kids how to answer the questions so that they do well on the assessment. We're not even teaching them to think a lot of times we're teaching them to think about what we need them to think about or what they, the stakeholders, the test makers, the people up on top, what they want us to teach the children. When really, guys, we know that high value stems from relationships. We saw what happened in the pandemic whenever people were isolated and they were away from each other. Just look at it at that level. And yet we've become so institutionalized in education. There does have to be a balance where there's some self-direction when it comes to learning, when there's some progress monitoring, when there's empowerment, not abandonment, not manipulation. You know, what about our quiet, withdrawn students? What about the home and school connection? What about maintaining this love for teaching and being upbeat and being enthusiastic? Students know 
when their teachers care about them, when they know that their teachers have their best interest at stake, they do become more engaged and they learn at higher levels and they become more motivated. We know that kids need to move. We know that there needs to be novelty, curiosity, play. And yet we're afraid. We're afraid to even open up that door because it's different. Friends, I pray that if this is really speaking to you, that you have the courage to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. And when you say it, find another teacher friend who will stand firm with you. And if you decide to stay in the system, I pray you find your place for liberation, for joy, for peace, because you've been given such a dynamic gift. And if you feel as if this strikes a chord in your soul, pay attention and realize that you are so not alone, that you no longer have to be a slave to fear. And ask God to open up the door for possibilities, for peace, so that you can teach with integrity and teach with what aligns in your heart. I know that there are teachers out there who literally think, I would love to have a dream school. I would love to do this, but I'm not there yet, or I don't quite understand, or I'm afraid of the risk that it could possibly take. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I get it. I want you to know that I so get it. I am you. I'm still battling fears and overcoming obstacles. I'm right there with you. But I also want you to know that the reason why I've been able to do what I'm doing is because I had to look fear in the face and be super courageous. And that is only because God has been fighting for me. And I truthfully believe he's been fighting for me because I've asked for him to. He loves us so much and he gave us this amazing gift of teaching and it's for his glory. Yes, there are teachers that are going to stay in the system and rightfully so they're going to stay there and they're going to do great there and they're going to do amazing things. But there's also going to be teachers who rise up in different ways, whether it's in the school system, whether it's breaking free and starting your own school and kids and families are going to be impacted. And that's you, teacher friend. That's you. I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray that it stretched you a little bit and it really made you see that you're in the middle of a war zone. You got to guard up, teacher friend. You got to guard up. You got to get yourself prayed up and really seek to find the joy, the clarity, and the path that God wants you on. I'm going to keep praying for this community. And for those of you who are listening, thank you so much. Please reach out to me if you need anything or you just want to dump your heart out. That is what I'm here for. I look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.